Hi, Castlebarians. It is now time to have a casual conversation for the beneficial good of our community. The show you are about to listen to is called What's Up, Castleberry? And now it is my absolute pleasure to introduce to you your hosts, Andy and Drew. Oh, and don't forget that lovely producer, Robin. Hey, listener, welcome back to the What's Up Castleberry podcast. We're at episode number 63. Andy, I cannot believe it. 63 weeks we've been doing this. We love talking about all things Castleberry. Welcome to the conversation, listener. I am Drew. My co-host is Andy. We have our producer, Robin, who helps put our conversation about Castleberry for the good of Castleberry together. And we just want to welcome you to the program today. We've got an exciting, fulfilling, hunger inducing conversation, <laughs> don't we, Andy? We sure do. We, for our listeners, sometimes we record the interviews before we do the intro and then just patch them together. So we've just finished this great conversation with Luke Reba from Culver's and Drew and I are left salivating as we think about frozen custard and butter burgers and cheese curds. You know, Drew, we just had such a great conversation. We didn't get to talk about the menu much. What's your favorite menu item at Culver's? I know you're there like every other the lunch. I, I know we did. We didn't. In fact, I just brought my son and your, your babies are a little bit older than baby babies, but they have the little bib that says, I am a butter burger baby. And I just thought that was really <laughs> cute. And if you've seen pictures of my boy, yes, he indeed is a butter burger baby. I typically get just a cheeseburger with the, the fries and some ranch dressing and then a Reese's peanut butter cup, vanilla custard. Uh, my wife tells me that the onion rings dipped in the cheese sauce is life-changing. Mm. And literally one of the employees told her it was life-changing. So that's mm. her go-to. What about, what about you, Andy? I like the curds and just curds. plain and yeah. simple like the curds, but we should probably stop talking about this because all our listeners who are listening in the car are just going to turn the car around and go straight to Culver's now. We do have other things to talk about, Drew. Yeah. Speaking of things that just make you feel good on your inside, it's time for Castleberry's Favorite segment, <laughs> self-appointed by me. It is time for the dad joke of the week. Yay! Hang on a second. Can we talk about feeling good on the inside? Is that what you're going for with your dad jokes? I am, you know, just some chuckles, just some reflections back to your childhood listener when your dad would make a silly <laughs> pun, a, a one of those that you just roll your eyes and groan. I'm bringing it back. <laughs> well, I, I certainly feel something on the inside when you tell your dad jokes. <laughs> well, here it is. Let's see what you feel about this one. Here we go, listener. Dad joke of the week. I tried to find a pun about carpentry, but nothing would work, <laughs> but nothing would work. <laughs> Nothing would work. Well there it done. Is the dad joke of the week. Joe, can I ask you a question? How should I respond to your dad jokes? Because I, obviously, laughter's off the table. I mean, how do you want me to respond? I think just a smile at a at a attaboy for giving an effort. You know, I'm putting myself out there. <laughs> yeah, all right. Be vulnerable. Good try, Drew. Good try. <laughs> All right, next section, Castleberry in the news. What we got, Drew? That's right, Andy. We have been working kind of in cohesion on this collaboration. So speaking, I haven't really done much other than give about 30 seconds of my time. But you, uh, along with uh, Lynn Hoppus from the city and some other city officials, uh, recognized the hard work of our local Castleberry police, celebrating them. The Castleberry police had their big uh, annual awards ceremony this past week. And I in fact, I spoke with Larry Cranston 
France this morning as of the recording. And he was very proud to highlight and celebrate the hard work. Uh, crime is down in Castleberry for the year as we reported. Uh, but Andy, you shared uh, some with dif- different folks highlighting the good work of the police. Would you share with us about that experience? Yeah, you bet. Lynn Hoppes, who has been a former guest on the show and is a good friend of the city, works for the city, uh, was helping to organize the event. And he and I were talking and he'd heard one of our officers say that they wanted to kind of keep it low key because they didn't think that the community had a good feeling about police anymore. And so we heard this and we're like, what? That is not true at all. How can we as a community just let the police know that we appreciate them. So we got to work on a couple of projects. One was that Castleberry Elementary School through Mallory Lambert, the principal and some of the teachers had their students put together and make thank you cards of appreciation. And so we decorated them around the venue where the ceremony was taking place. So as the officers walked in, they were greeted with honestly hundreds of cards from students saying, we appreciate you. Thank you. You make a difference. And that was a great thing from the kids, but then also we provided a little thank you from some adults, some business leaders, some community leaders, some former commissioners, just caught them on video saying a few words of thank you to our police department, meshed that together in a video and played that as well. So as well as receiving the awards and appreciation from the chief and from each other internally, uh, hopefully they felt some love from our community as well. Certainly they did. Obviously, we recognize that being a police officer is hard work. It's a very service oriented job. And whoever is listening, would you make an effort even this week? If you are driving by or you walking by a a local CPD officer, please let them know that they are appreciated. Well done. Today's podcast sponsor is Legal Shield, and they have a little ditty just for you. Affordable attorneys, it's not an illusion. If you've got legal issues, Legal Shield, we've got the solution. Identity theft, you've heard of that. It happens every day. People's lives being ruined. ID Shield to the rescue, we've got the solution. This is just life. What you going to do? Give Pat Weber a call at 386-405-3595. She can help you. Protecting you, your family, and your business too? Legal Shield and ID Shield, the best protection for you. Check out Pat Weber and Legal Shield. Thanks, Legal Shield. All right, listeners, welcome back. We are at, as I always say, the best part of the show because it is the best part of the show because we get to hear from people who are smarter, wiser, and way more successful than Drew and I. And our guest today is no exception to that. I'm excited to introduce to you a man that you may not have met, but you will know of him. His name is Luke Reba, and he is the owner-manager at Culver's here in Castleberry. Welcome, Luke. Hey, how are we doing, guys? Good to see you. Good to see you. <laughs> or hear you, I should say. <laughs> yeah, we were just joking before we came on air, right, Luke, that we've all got faces yep. for radio. So, uh, that's good. <laughs> but actually, as we're looking at you on the screen, you are right outside your restaurant on this beautiful sunny day. And I was a little bit jealous. And then I, I realized it's too quiet to be outside your restaurant. <laughs> it's just a backdrop because there's always people and there's always cars right. at your restaurant. <laughs> 
We have some fun with the Zoom, that's for sure. You get to uh, put a cool background on there, so that's pretty fun. <laughs> that's great. All right, talking of cool, icebreaker question. See what I did there? Cool. Yeah, icebreaker. yeah. <laughs> I'm going to take it even further. As a cool icebreaker question, what's your favorite flavor of custard? Oh, boy. So uh, that is a tough, tough question. And uh, it's going to be, oh, boy, it's a classic. Uh, turtle is my favorite. So vanilla custard with novelty hardening chocolate. So kind of like that eggshell chocolate with uh, salted caramel and pecans. So that's something that I, I just love the different textures and the flavors and the, the nuts on there as well. So uh, that is actually my favorite. And that one uh, is one of our top sellers, too. So it makes sense as well. But. Boom. There you go. Well, it, cer- it certainly will be Luke. If we put, you know, Luke's favorite, but just you, you with a spoon in your mouth. Eating the- I got to make sure we have it. We got it running every day. So there we go. But you can make a Sunday too. So, um, with the hot fudge, hot caramel and pecans. So, um, oh, yeah, man. this Andy, I can already tell this interview is going to, you know, we're just going to be dying for some Culver's <laughs> by the end of our, our conversation. Luke, Luke, go ahead. Uh, if you would, and tell our listeners a, a bit of your story. Many people know Culver's kind of originates from Wisconsin, but tell us about you and your family and kind of what's made you, you. When it comes to Culver's, let's see, I was born and raised in Wisconsin. And we had some family that was involved in the Culver's business. So I was introduced to Culver's at a pretty young age in our area, which is uh, Chippewa Falls, Wisconsin. So that's about an hour and a half east of Minneapolis uh, and St. Paul. So into Wisconsin and definitely got to make sure we recognize that there is a border between Wisconsin and uh, Minnesota. So just want to make sure that's there. Um, anyways, besides the point, so... So at about eight years old, my uncle and my aunt and cousin, and actually their whole family is involved within Culver's. Um, so that's uh, Gail, Jeannie, and Jeremiah. They own and uh, operate almost 12 to 13 locations right now. They started way back in the day when it was a, a risk. So at that time, when I was eight years old, my, I would love going to their restaurant, uh, which is about an hour and a half hour away in Alaska, Wisconsin. And I remember going there and I would get uh, Oreo concrete mixer. And we even, I, for some reason I was on a shrimp kick when I was eight years old. So shrimp and onion rings. And that was the <laughs> highlight for me. And uh, I just, I loved our food ever since I was eight and I still love it to this day. I couldn't, we couldn't sell it, but long story short, grew up going to visit them and always, always ask, how's business? So when I was 10, eight, nine, 10 years old, I would ask them, how's business? So that was kind of a funny question at that age. By the time I was 16, I said, I really want to get a job. I worked on a farm um, that was right next to our house. Uh, we grew up in the country, about 20 to hundred acres that we had access to. And so quite a bit of space. So I worked on a farm and I said, okay, so that's a job. That's for sure. And then I said, Hey, could I work at, at Culver's? They said, yep, go for it. So that was Easter about in June of 29 or 2009 is when I started my adventure with Culver's. So um, when I was 16 years old, kept learning, learning, learning uh, each position and each uh, made a lot of mistakes. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. That we could learn from before you knew it, I was able to train other team members lead other team members. And uh, then I was able to lead a restaurant when I was 19 or 20. And that was when the kind of the fire started of, Hey, what's going to happen next. And i started talking ownership at about, I don't know, the age of maybe 22 after running a couple of restaurant for a few years. And uh, by 23, we were talking about Florida and uh, here we are today. So your family introduced you to Culver's and you've kind of grown up around the Culver family, but now you have a family of your own down here in Florida. Tell us about that. Definitely. So we have a, uh, let's see, I have two older brothers and one younger sister and everybody's in Wisconsin. So I met my wife, Amanda, 
man, in 2014, and we moved down here together and married in 2017. And here we are today uh, with our first child at eight months old. You mentioned coming to Florida and kind of being uh, in shock of ending up down here. What specifically drew you as a, a Culver's franchise owner to, to Castleberry? What about the Castleberry community uh, stuck out to you? Castleberry would stick out for sure. Uh, our partners and I, so my cousin and myself and my uncle, actually, we uh, they love vacationing down here. The, the Bovey family is who that is. And they love vacationing down here and going kind of that Disney area and kind of feeling out that area. So we actually opened a location down in Kissimmee, but we were looking for something a little bit more residential, something with more of a hometown feel. And kind of the 1792, that commercial revitalization that kind of has gone on the past few years here as you go up uh, was very attractive to a business, I'd say. And uh, a lot of rooftops, a lot of churches, a lot of uh, schools, that were, I would say, thriving is what it looks like from outside in, that's for sure. And then before you knew it, we were in it. And that's exactly what's happening in Castleberry. And uh, I mean, in our short, coming up on four years of opening in the restaurant, and when we moved here in April of 2017, wow, a lot has changed, a lot. And it's just been, it's happened quick and it's something to really be proud of and put your stamp. I'm happy to, you know, put a bumper sticker on the car if you need to, to say I'm from Castleberry, that's for sure. And what we're doing here. So that is, uh, and I'm, you know, being part of that is a really cool thing to see how our community is not only, uh, thrived in a growth standpoint, but in a, I don't know, it's a whole, it seems like it's a very wholesome growth. It's not too fast. It's, it's healthy. It looks, it's clean cut from what it looks like uh, outside in. And then being part of that, there's so many good people here that are part of that. Yeah. It's interesting. You would say that Luke, because I mean, we feel that intuitively Drew and I do as people who live here and pastor here and are connected with the community to hear that from a, a business perspective as well is actually very affirming because what we feel you've actually kind of run the numbers on, right? Cause you just don't go, yeah. Oh, yeah, this, this <laughs> feels good. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's encouraging, you know, that you would say that Castleberry is kind of growing together on a steady pace as a community. What would you say are some of the great things that you've discovered about Castleberry now that you've been here for these four years? There's a lot of cool lakes, you know, even retention ponds, I think we call lakes in Florida. Is that correct? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm not an, I'm not an so. expert. I think it okay. depends on how many alligators are in them. Or not. Yeah, that's right. I think yeah, like that's that. true. Okay. That, yes, that's, that's <laughs> the gauge I would go by. It really comes down to, I mean, the, I mean, obviously nature is amazing too, but it really comes down to the people. Um, and I know that's kind of a cliche answer, but it's definitely, it's true. That's where I pull my energy from. And if I'm not holding myself accountable, you know, I know someone else is going to be, <laughs> that's for sure. In a sense of that feel, but it's, uh, there's so many good people that one, have your back and two, that will support you. And I think that's, I think people is what really what the answer is. There's a lot of people that have a lot of drive to do good in our community. And I think that is, uh, that's so true. And that, that's, in, that's encouraging and motivating to do the right thing. Luke, the first time I got to meet you was actually at our Castleberry Chamber of Commerce Food and Wine Festival. And Culver's oh, yeah. was out there. You had, your, you had your tent. In fact, we were joking that you didn't really want to work it. You want, you'd rather enjoy and eat and drink and just you know, socialize with, with the great people of Castleberry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, but Culver's is such a critical component of being actively involved in the community with different efforts and projects and partnerships. Is there anything in particular that a particular project that stands out that you on behalf of Culver's is just proud to partner with? I mean, we have uh, quite a few 
community things that go on. I mean, being involved with the schools is uh, one of the more fun things to be involved in because of the kids that you see that like, okay, they got, you know, a big custard, uh, a smile on or something like that. You know, one, uh, school share nights is what we usually uh, do when, when things get back to normal, that looks like, but, uh, so it's from five to eight, a certain percentage of sales, all that come in, will go directly right back to that school. So by the end of it, you know, a school could be getting a check for just for three hours of, uh, hopefully giving mom a night off and dad from, uh, doing dishes or whatever it might be. They can come in from five to eight and, uh, then, you know, whether it's Castleberry elementary, Sterling park or uh, winter Springs elementary, they can go home with a 400, uh, you know, if they really keep at it, $1,200 check, you know, something mm-hmm. like that to go right back to the school, different, smaller organizations come about and say, Hey, I just, we just want to appreciate the people that are doing community work. Uh, can we, handle a meal. So something simple like that is really fun too. Every year uh, we get with uh, Christian help. They help do a giving tree. I think is that the dove tree. We have that where I can't believe the first year, a couple of first two years, we said, let's uh, try to incentivize and get a free concrete mixer. And then we kind of forgot that we did that. And everyone came in and still gave toys. And I'm like, shoot, we were supposed to give you a concrete mixer with that one. And, uh, but the, the tags off of that tree got taken and two, three, four boxes of toys would need to be picked up every single year. And it's just, it's just encouraging because some, some days when you think, uh, things aren't great and you just look at all the giving that goes on in our community, um, it really kicks you back into shape too. You know, when, when our, when we do get human, you know, so those type of situations. So it's just, it's just cool. Really cool. Yeah, I was reading a quote from JFK the other day, and he said, a rising tide lifts all boats. And the idea is that as one organization gets better, all the other organizations around it get better as well. And it feels like we've got that dynamic going on in, in Castleberry right now. And so you've come in and uh, and what? My perception is you haven't come in and said, oh, how can we make money off this community, which is obviously important and business and life. And we get that. But you've come in and said, how can we contribute to this community? How can we become a part of these people? How can we meet them where they are and, you know, help raise the tide so that everybody gets better? What was it? about Culver's and your culture that wanted to, to make a difference? Culver's culture in itself from there, you know, our CEO, uh, we've had a, only, you know, our, our founder, I should say, uh, Craig Culver, he always talked about the people as well. And, um, and then that goes, that, that was kind of taken on with, uh, Gail, who's my uncle as well. And then my dad, of course, and they're, you know, just the different principles mom and dad taught us growing up too. But the people are at the forefront. Yes, we serve butterburgers and fresh rolls and custard, but we, if we didn't have relationships or people, yeah, we would definitely fail and fail hard and fast. That's for sure. And it's simple mastering the basics of, you know, what our interaction is going to be is something that is uh, hard at times, but definitely important. Uh, the culture from the top of our, uh, we call it the support center in Wisconsin. You could call with the goofiest question and they would help you and walk you through. Uh, I've met a ton of those people face to face and it is just like being in your grandmother's home, basically. So that culture starts at the top. And then you bring it into your own restaurant, being an owner operator uh, and having your name on the door is puts another level of pride in there as well. So it's like, you know, we're a quick service restaurant, AKA fast food, uh, fast casual, whatever you want to call it. So um, there's definitely a perception out there of those situations that we have to try to, um, I want to change that perception, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. that would be, but there's a lot of pride as well. And there's a lot of humility that comes with pride sure, <laughs> that I, we I, get to learn. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, 
Luke, you were definitely well on your way. I mean, the unique thing for for me is just tr- even traveling a little bit. And I know Andy would speak to the same thing. Culver's has such a good reputation that when you're in other towns, it's like, all right, if I'm on vacation somewhere, where's the where's the nearest Culver's? Because I know uh, we're going to be treated well and the food's going to be be excellent. Hey, w- without giving too much away, um, yep, we know yep. and Andy's daughter is actually an employee of your of yours there in, in Castleberry, and she's come home with some great insight to Andy about regarding customer service and care. What what are like one or two sort of tips that as the, the general manager is the leader of your store that you kind of impart upon your employees in regards to how they uh, interact with customers? Definitely. We're working with a lot of younger folks too. So I think Bethany started, uh, what, two, two months ago. So definitely during a, you know, a different part of time where we don't ever get to see our team members faces ever, you know, which is different. So, uh, we do definitely a a smile speaks for it and, uh, body language is very important, uh, and how we communicate, but a couple of tips that we try to keep it simple because there's a lot of basics that we do learn. And when you start Culver's, but just keeping it simple on your, on your, even on your first day that you walk into uh, your orientation, we take you through the whole restaurant and you say, this is what a day looks like. Each team member that you walk by, you're going to say hello to. So everyone on that's on the team, you're going to say hello to. And then when you are done with your shift, you're going to say goodbye to every single person that goes from the back of the kitchen that you you know, may not ever get to work with for the next three to four months uh, because you're working up front, but you say goodbye. Hey, Johnny, have a good day. Susie, have a good day. You know, that type of deal. So just those basics you can, and as a leader, you can feel out a person based off of their hello mm-hmm. and their goodbye. Mm-hmm. So it's like, Oh boy, they kind of want to just, hi, you know, sneak right to the back yeah. um, and try to do a quick hi or, Hey, how's it going, Luke? Good to see you. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh man, I just, we just won our baseball game earlier today. This is going to be awesome. You know, whatever it might be. So things like that, or when they say goodbye, Hey Luke, have a good day. Great, great day today. We are busy, but Oh, it was good. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, or all right, Luke, have a good day. I'll see you tomorrow. You know? Well, okay. All right. What's going on? So you've kind of instituted that saying hello and goodbye among your staff, not just to be polite, but so you can kind of gauge where they're at as well. Kind of use the analogy. Like if you go home and your parents are sitting in the dining room of your house and you just walk straight to your bedroom, well, Mm-hmm. You don't talk about your day or nothing like that. You know, we want to, we do want to create a family environment, you know, or you go home and you talk about, Hey, school was good. You know, what did you learn at school? Well, the, the correct answer is I didn't learn anything. You know, that's a joke, right? Of course. But uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's the answer that yeah. I'm going to expect in about 10, 15 years. So anyways, it won't take yeah. that long. It won't take that no, long. No. I promise okay. you. <laughs> <laughs> you walk by somebody uh, that's, it is base. It's a basic respect too. And, uh, mm-hmm. I went to school for elementary education. Then I kind of switched it to business in the middle of that. And then the opportunities kind of came up where I put college on pause. I, we are doing elementary education. We're working with trying to help people grow, do basic things in life. And if we master the basics, we're going to do pretty darn good. I think if we have an impact on those younger folks and even our older folks that work with us, uh, that's huge, you know, and how to interact with other people. And I, I'm not sitting on a pedestal here thinking, Oh, Luke is perfect by any means. And I, I get to learn the most out of anybody from working through this. So that is, that's for sure. I love it. It sounds like you've really created a great culture. And of course, it's probably unusual. There's not many people who started learning early childhood education and transitioned to business. But I mean, honestly, those of us who are in the people business know there is an overlap because honestly, there's often difficult, immature people that we run into, right? 
And so yep. um, one of the things talking to my daughter when she was going through a training, which I love because of what it's building into her, one of the things that she told me was a process you have called the heart process about how to deal with difficult people, right? You have difficult people who don't like the way the burgers are cooked. Or Drew and I come across difficult people. Everybody who's <laughs> listening comes across difficult people. Uh, how do you handle difficult people? What is this uh, H-E-A-R-T heart process that um, definitely, definitely. men's relationships? <laughs> And I know there's a, there's a couple different, uh, answers to that acronym, but, uh, definitely, uh, you know, when you come across, just break it down, keep it simple. First, we have to hear, listen to the person, uh, that, you know, okay, what is, what is our opportunity here? What do we need to work on? And then, uh, empathize with them. Like, definitely that is not something that I wouldn't enjoy. You know, an overcooked burger is my worst nightmare. I'm actually allergic to overcooked burgers, believe it or not. Anyways, that's another joke there too. But anyways, uh, so you, uh, first you listen, you hear, uh, then you empathize. Then we apologize and say, Hey, I am sorry about this actually this happening. You know, it's definitely not our goal is to serve something that is subpar. You know, when we have thousands of people and uh, we do work with other humans, these things are going to happen. Uh, then we react. Okay. What are we going to do to fix this? Um, how can we move forward together? Then we can thank them. It's that T. Let me thank those guests that bring that to our attention. Cause unfortunately a lot of times when we do make a mistake, uh, we won't see those guests for a year, six months, or ever, mm-hmm. you know, and that, that hurts sometimes that's for sure, because you had your fingers and everything, but that's part of that empowerment as well of, uh, even teaching a, a new team member, like, Hey, this is what our goals are. Let's first, let's listen to what's incorrect here. You know, even if the guest is wrong, that doesn't matter. We want to get them what's, what's right. So we have to, we have to have humility as well when we handle these things. So our pride doesn't get in the way and say, you know, th- just because this human's not having a great day, doesn't mean we have to do that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there's something that, you know, I'll, I'll have to catch myself and oh, slow down Luke. Let's not jump the gun. You know, we don't always have to react to reaction. You know, we can uh, slow down a little bit and uh, you know, what shows more, more confidence and what shows more things to do that. And I think, uh, you know, listening to that other human and trying to make it right. But some of our best guests have come from the worst situations, yeah. believe it or not. Yep. And they really have your back and it's there's- really cool to see that. Luke, there's just so yeah. much parallel to what you do and what you're about in your business to, to what, to what Andy and I are, are about yeah. um, in, the, in the people business. Yeah. Sometimes just sitting and li- having that listening ear, just giving folks a, a moment to, to share their story just can go such a long way. So I want to just encourage you and to keep, keep at that. That's, that's powerful. Definitely. Hey, I, you're, you are a humble guy, clearly, um, and not oh want, not want to toot your own horn. But we know that the Castleberry store actually recently won uh, a, a kind of a big deal award. Would you would you share with our listeners um, sort of what that what that was and what that meant for you as well as your team at, at Culver's? Definitely, definitely. So uh, let's just be clear here. My wife works her tail off in the restaurant as well. Her name's Amanda. Uh, <laughs> so this is definitely a not a one man show. And uh, she definitely is. She is. Uh, yeah, I'm Luke, Luke, you are not yeah. just a smart businessman. You're a smart husband as well. Well played. Well played. Oh, boy. So really fortunate to how uh, kind of God guided guided us to um, to find each other. That's for sure. So anyways, uh, be, beside the point. So 2012, there's a uh, Culver's crew challenge is what it's called. So all the Culver's in the whole country, which is uh, we just hit 800 right now. 
in the whole country. And I believe 25 or 26 states compete and uh, based off of a few different metrics, uh, you know, that are guided throughout the year, whether it's guest satisfaction through different surveys, overall operations, you get, we'll get anywhere from four to 10 visits from Culver's per year, uh, just to feel out how things are going in the restaurants. And there's different metrics and things that are taken when that happens. Obviously, uh, metrics that can be measured and some of them are by feel as well. And what, you know, what is the leadership like and things like that. But we have a uh, Culver's Crew Challenge in 2018 uh, out of the, I believe we almost had almost 700 restaurants at that time in Culver's. Uh, we won the best restaurant in the whole country and uh, we were able to give $50,000 in bonuses to our whole team, which was very, very encouraging. So it was a, uh, it was a really cool experience to be a part of uh, going and accepting that award in front of uh, almost 3000 people in uh, Nashville at the Gaylord opry uh land resort so i think i think i said that right right <laughs> uh, yeah the grand grand old opry yeah yep yeah yeah, yeah. so it's well uh part of marriott really cool beautiful place yep, yeah well definitely. done i like how you started the answer though by saying you basically were implying that the real reward was is your <laughs> your relationship with your wife that was well done like, I reinforced <laughs> yeah. that yeah <laughs> well, Luke, i mean congratulations on that 700 restaurants in the yes. country and you were number one just a couple of years ago we're, we're, it was we're, cool we're real proud of that i'm real proud to have you in castleberry luke we got to wrap up we'd love to have you again okay it's been a blast and time just flies by. But oh, most, definitely. Most important question. How can people connect with you? Oh boy. Come into the restaurant. You know, everybody is, is the owner of the restaurant. I am responsible for everything that goes on in that restaurant. Um, but we do have some great leaders in the restaurant from uh, Jennifer, Bruno, whatever it may, or whoever it may be at that time. Chavez, we have a lot of times that we're in the restaurant. So come on by and say, Hey, uh, if I'm not there, if I'm in the kitchen, I'll try to wave to you something like that. I think I missed Drew yesterday. If that was uh, you guys came by for lunch, <laughs> I think I was just running around like a, like a crazy man. So anyways, yeah, definitely stop on by the restaurant and hopefully my wife or I will be there um, to say hello. Here you go, listeners. If you mentioned the phrase, what's up Castleberry, then Luke will give you a free ice water. <laughs> right, can, we, can we do that, Luke? Can we do that? Can we I, do if that? you see... Yes. Oh, definitely. If you see me and you, you mentioned what's up Castleberry, I'll get you a dish of any custard you want. Okay. Ooh, oh my goodness. So just, go. just make sure I'm right there with you too. That's for Perfect. sure. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. All right. Luke, thank you so much for uh, your time today. I know you're a busy man. Thank you for what you bring to our community. Thank you for what you do to our community. We appreciate you. Uh, you a lot. Wow, Andy, what literally nuggets of wisdom and insight and leadership Luke provided. Uh, you and I were talking that just the fact that Luke was so clear in his communication with his employees, with the citizens of Castleberry and having a heart that reflected the greater benefit of the whole of our community was so evident. And he really inspires a lot in his circle. Andy, would you inspire us listeners of the podcast? I will certainly try and to help offer some inspiration. I will summon some words from Desmond Tutu, who says this. Hope is being able to see that there is light despite all of the darkness. Let me say it again. Hope is being able to see that there is light despite all of the darkness. Friends, we're coming out of a dark season in humanity's history. We have never lived through a year like we have 2020. 
with the COVID and the struggles and the tensions and the politics and the issues and everything that's been before us. But it feels now that slowly, especially when it comes to COVID with the vaccinations and what have you been available, that hope is starting to rise again, that we're moving into a new season, a new opportunity, one that's full of hope and light. So we've maybe been in some darkness, but I want to encourage you, darkness need not win because there is hope and hope brings light to that darkness. Desmond Tutu said, hope is being able to see that there is light despite all of the darkness. Well said, Andy. Thank you. We sure hope, listener, that you've enjoyed this episode of the What's Up Castleberry podcast. We are about having casual conversations for the good of our community. This podcast has been produced by Robin Kepi. For more information, please check out our website. That's whatsupcastleberry.com, our Facebook page, Instagram, or podcast feed, all with the name What's Up Castleberry. Like and subscribe. Tell a friend. Let them be a part of the conversation. Until next time, have a great week.